When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Hey. Hey, remember, do you all remember this? A couple of months ago, when Joe Biden promised a normal holiday season, well, like his hairline, that went away. Because on Friday, the World Health Organization designated a new variant of concern and gave it the not-at-all sinister name, the Omicron variant. Not expect the cat. Now, <laughs> while it sounds like the title of a Robert Ludlum novel, mm-hmm. Omicron is in fact the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. The WHO chose to skip a few because new is too easily confused with new. <laughs> and they claim G was not used because it is a common last name, but we all know because it's the surname of Chinese President Xi Jinping. <laughs> and you can't piss off world leaders. They learned that the hard way after being sued in the 1890s by Belgian premier Henri Chlamydia. (laughs) It's not a flower. Chlamydia is not a flower. The good news is... Beautiful name. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. (laughs) The good news is, according to South African doctors, where the variant was first identified, while Omicron appears to be more transmittable, cases appear to be very mild. Mild. So we're grading the variants on the salsa scale now. (laughs) In that case, I look forward to the atomic ghost pepper extra chunky variant. (laughs) Paul Newman does great work. (laughs) And now for the bad news. Omicron does appear to be evading vaccines. It's a scientific phenomenon known as Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) But... (laughs) Hurt his toe. Hurt his toe. Yeah. But no one knows for sure, so both Pfizer and Moderna are testing how well their vaccines protect against Omicron. Unfortunately, they won't know the results for two weeks at the earliest. Evidently, the scientists are stuck in a container off the coast of China. (laughs) So they don't know. But in a recent interview, the CEO of Moderna said, all the scientists I've talked to are like, this is not gonna be good. (laughs) Like, not comforting science. Reminds me of that famous sugar-free gum slogan, four out of five dentists agree, what's the point of chewing gum? Death comes for us all. (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) Sure, death. (laughs) Gum. Uh, uh, death. Yesterday? Yesterday. 
Yesterday, President Biden addressed the nation, did his best to keep everyone calm. This variant is a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. What? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was ordering 700 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> Out of concern, not panic. <laughs> Biden had a subtle gaffe in his address on the new Omicron variant. See if you can spot it. It's called the Omicron. 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 No! Not Omicron. Omicron sounds like the evil corporation in a dystopian future that owns your childhood memories. So, Disney? <laughs> Biden. Go. Biden laid out his administration's plan to deal with the new variant. On Thursday, I'll be putting forward a detailed strategy outlining how we're going to fight COVID this winter. Not with shutdowns or lockdowns, but with more widespread vaccinations, boosters, testing, and more. And more? Can you be more specific than and more? Is this the health of our nation or the weird kitchenware and food section of TJ Maxx? Don't panic, folks. We'll treat this with vaccinations, boosters, testing, a journal that says hope on the front, a broken egg timer, and a bottle of what appears to be maple syrup that has no label on it. We're all lucky that South Africa alerted us to the dangers of Omicron. And thanks to them, the White House issued a ban on travel from eight countries in Southern Africa. Well, that's good. I mean, you've got to contain the virus. So far, it's only been found in the Southern African countries of Austria, Belgium, Canada, <laughs> Czech Republic, Denmark, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Israel, Italy, Japan, Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. Oh, my God! That's most of It's a Small World. <laughs> we got to keep it from spreading. We have to... <laughs> We've got to keep it from spreading to the Hall of Presidents. Taft has, shall we say, comorbidities. <laughs> Thankfully, Omicron is not here in America, right? Can someone from three days ago ask Dr. Fauci? Do you believe that Omicron is already here in the U.S., likely? You know, I would not be surprised if it is. I would not normally say this about an 80-year-old man, but can we please surprise him? <laughs> oh, there's another highly transmissible strain being passed around the country. It's the QAnon variant. And I'll tell you about it in the latest in tonight's edition of The Q Files. The truth is out there. Way out there. Turns out, <laughs> turns out, after years of failed prophecies, some folks are threatening to get off the Q train, including one QAnon follower who just wrote an open letter to the ex-president complaining that the movement's predictions keep turning out to be false. Uh, excuse me. I ordered my JFK Jr. resurrection a week ago, and it still hasn't arrived. I'd like to speak to the conspiracies manager. Yes, I can hold until a date determined by ancient numerology. <laughs> I've got the Mayan calendar in front of me. Okay, the 15th of the Serpent of the Snake. I'm sorry, that's no good. That's Quetzalcoatl's birthday. <laughs> the letter was posted... <laughs> the letter was posted on a right-wing social media site where the author expressed frustration that an anticipated event called Red October 
failed to pass. Red October, of course, is the prophesied day when the world's Scottish actors suddenly start talking in a terrible Russian accent. <laughs> Actually, Red October was just another way QAnon plays the hits. It's the debunked claim that members of a global cabal of elite cannibalistic pedophiles would be apprehended in mass arrests. But it didn't happen. And that's why Kevin James is snacking on your child right now. <laughs> once, once October ended, the disappointments kept coming for our Q friend. As he wrote to the former president, we were given hints by Q experts that November was to be the month. I told a few of my awake friends that either this would be the best Thanksgiving ever or the worst. Guess which one it was. <laughs> I'm guessing every Thanksgiving you show up to is the worst one ever. <laughs> Speaking... <laughs> Speaking of topics, we've got an announcement from celebrity doctor and date who's gonna stare at you like that for the entire movie, Dr. <laughs> Mehmet Oz. Apparently, Dr. Oz will be running for Senate in Pennsylvania. Turns out... Turns out, running for Senate is the one weird trick to reduce belly fat. <laughs> now, this is Dr. Oz's first time running for office, so he's staying humble with his promises. As it says on his campaign website, Dr. Oz is fundamentally promising to help relight the divine spark inside every American. <laughs> I'd settle for cheaper gas, but sure. <laughs> Doc, check the pilot light on my divine spark, just like they taught you at med school. Now, before his run, Dr. Oz had a lucrative career as a liar peddling questionable health advice on TV, <laughs> like saying coffee bean pills can help treat weight loss, raspberry ketone will burn fat, and astrological signs may reveal a great deal about your health. Sure. Who doesn't love it when their doctor says, uh, Mr. Johnson, you have cancer, as your star sign, which means an office friendship could turn to romance. <laughs> But could hey, it could it might any minute. But Dr. Oz may not just have fake medical claims; he may have fake Pennsylvania claims because he's running there despite living in New Jersey for years. And there's a big difference between Pennsylvania and New Jersey. <laughs> Something to do with hoagies? I don't know what it is, but they will murder you over it. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, meanwhile. John. John. My friendo, my friendo, very excited about our guest tonight. Uh, a, a fantastic actor in an amazing movie, uh, Cyrano. Peter Dinklage is here tonight. Yes. I really yes. enjoy talking to him. Doesn't do a lot of these shows. Love having him on here. And from Squid Game. Have you seen the Squid Game? Squid Game. Have you seen yes. the Squid Game? Uh, Lee Jun Jae is here. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I John, heard... did you know that I spoke Korean? Oh, you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, you know what we didn't have a chance to talk about last night? But uh, I loved your performance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You guys check that yeah. out. That was fun. I loved dancing. Out what was that singing. like? It felt like being in a. Um, it, it felt like being in the present, but also going back in the time machine and to, to seeing 
the, the county fairs back in the days when they had county fairs and things like oh, that. Oh, it's a super old, it's an ancient form of entertainment. People yes. marching down the street singing. It's amazing to see the marching bands and all their regalia and the floats. It just, it was so wholesome. I loved it so much. And mm -hmm. my dad rode the float with me. It, he did? So That's fantastic. I really loved it. That's great. Well, check that off the list. Not everybody gets to do that. I know. I remember going out there without... This is the early days when I first moved to New York. I didn't have a winter coat. And I stood at the Macy's Day Parade, and it was like 14 degrees. And then I left after like 10 minutes. I was like, this is beautiful. But I can't... <laughs> I won't survive. Yeah, I won't survive. Yeah. So that was a, a, a nice... You've come a long day. way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you have a nice coat now. You have a nice coat. You see? <laughs> you know, folks, if you watch the show, you know I spent a lot of my time right over there, carefully combing through the biggest stories of the day, sourcing for you the newsiest Mikado Organza in a high sheen, adding the most topical ivory feather fringe and a dipped back, then throwing on a demure but kicky floral embroidered twill shrug. With statement pearl accents to present to you the glorious Vogue cover-ready wedding gown that is my monologue. But sometimes, while on a glue-huffing binge, I crash a stolen hearse into an abandoned children's hospital, where I use my teeth to tear up some old curtains and stained carpeting and steal a button off an old surgical apron and stitch it all together with a needle made from a chicken bone <laughs> to throw together the shrieking cat lady sack dress of news that is my segment. That heals, that heals a nation right there. That's an anesthetic. <laughs> Meanwhile, Canada just released 50 million pounds from their maple syrup reserve amid a global shortage. Okay. Okay, Canada, now you're just trying to reinforce stereotypes. What's next? Justin Trudeau jousting a moose on beaverback? It seems the problem was a shorter harvesting season up north this year, prompting the move from the Quebec maple syrup producers, a government-sponsored cartel that controls some 70% of the world's maple syrup supply. A clearly unfair chokehold that should be stopped by the world breakfast governing body, but as usual, the International House of Pancakes is doing nothing. <laughs> this is Rudy Tootie, fresh and fraudulent. Meanwhile, yesterday, Barbados became the world's newest republic because they ditched Queen Elizabeth as head of state. Oh, no! Oh, no, Barbados. Now who's going to serve no discernible purpose? And that's not all. On the same day, Barbados also officially declared Rihanna a national hero. And that allows Rihanna to use the title of Right Honorable in front of her name. So now she's not just Riri, she's Riri. -ri. <laughs> Meanwhile, across the pond in Yorkshire, Snow trapped 60 people in a pub with an Oasis cover band for three days. <laughs> so it's true. Hell can freeze over. <laughs> that, I gotta say, that. That is shocking. 60 people wanted to see an Oasis cover band? <laughs> Meanwhile, 
A priceless Roman mosaic spent 50 years as a coffee table in a New York apartment. Museum experts say the mosaic once formed part of a floor on one of two vast party ships commissioned by Caligula. <laughs> Not sure what's worse, being forced to return your antique coffee table or finding out that you've been eating off the floor of an ancient sex boat. <laughs> Wait, I... I think I know which one is worse. I think I... I think I know which one is worse. There you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, in China, a man has been banned from an all-you-can-eat barbecue for eating too much. After he ate over three pounds of pork trotters during his first visit and nearly nine pounds of prawns on another visit. Sir, I don't know who you are, but there is a place for you in America. <laughs> If you can find your way here, you can apply for asylum at the Golden Corral. Up next, Peter Dinklage. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Hey. Nice to see you again. Good to see you again. Nice to be back. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, I, I uh, well, it was lovely. Thank you. Uh, however, I made the choice to get my uh, vaccine booster the day before Thanksgiving, and Lady Moderna was not kind. No, 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 uh, she's a harsh mistress. She is. She's a dominatrix. Um, she had you on a leash, still, did she? She's still right here mm -hmm. in, in me. Mm -hmm. That's just science. You don't know what our relationship That's is. That's just science. <clears throat> Don't judge me and my Moderna. Now, you are in the uh, new adaptation of the 1897 play by Edmund Rustand, Cyrano de Bergerac. Oui. Um, oui. Oui. oui, monsieur. Oui, monsieur. It's such a beautiful story, and I'm, I'm really excited for this Classic. movie. Classic. Mm. When, when did you first... It, it's, um, it, it seems like such a natural story, such a natural romantic story that I can't believe it's only a little over 100 years old. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious when you first encountered it, because there have been so many great performances. Well, I think it's one of those classic stories that um, it's sort of is with you with a long time, whether you've read it or not, you're aware of it. Mm -hmm. And I think you're especially aware of the famous balcony scene. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you confuse it with Romeo and Juliet's balcony scene, but uh, the story of a man writing under the pseudonym of another man um, basically, uh, in a modern sense, catfishing, um, uh, has been around... Catfishing has been around for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and then there's been great movie versions. I love the Gerard Depardieu film, because it's in French, yeah. and everything sounds better in French. Yes, uh, a little more romantic. Yes. And uh, the Steve Martin did a comedic version of... Called, yes. Yeah. Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah. And now we have done one in which we sing. Now, have you sung before? Like, did you have, like, a dad band or something like that? <laughs> Were you a professional... <coughs> did I need professional singing? No. How, how did you get... How did... What, what gave you the courage? Because I've, I'm, I'm not a singer. I like to sing. I'm not either. But I have been, I have been asked to do a, few, a little singing professionally, right. and it always is the most nerve-wracking thing yeah. I could possibly do than have a camera pointed at me, because however you sing no, in that moment, that's it. That's it. Um, um, you go flat, you go flat, everybody knows it. Uh, no, it's terribly nerve-wracking, but you're surrounded by really 
great musicians and really great singers and they f make you feel better. Um, and I like a mix of voices. It doesn't have to be perfect. The greatest singers aren't necessarily opera singers. They just have mm -hmm. soul. I don't have any soul. I'm not saying that. I but, disagree. Um, <laughs> you bring soul. No, you bring your, you your soul to the performance. Right, but I, you know, you sing from the heart. And, you know, Nina Simone and Bob Dylan and all these sort of people who uh, wouldn't, you wouldn't qualify them, quantify them as operatic singers, but they're soulful singers. We have to take a quick break, but stick around. We'll be right back with more Peter Dinklage, everybody. Now, your, your wife, Erica Schmidt, actually uh, wrote the screenplay and yes. brought this first version of, uh, of a stage play yeah. uh, to you. Yeah, we did you. it as a theater piece before. Okay. Here in New York. Now, here's the thing. So, what, I, what I'm wondering is, in a way, every actor is Christian de Novelet, the, the, the face for Cyrano's words. He writes the poetry, yes. Christian says it to the audience, which is Roxanne in this case. It's what I do for a living. Exactly. You are professionally Christian de Novelet. But is your wife in this case Cyrano? Because she's the <laughs> one putting the beautiful words in your mouth. Is that what a writer is to an actor? Is your wife your Cyrano? Yes. Um, why do you think I married her? Um, no. Uh, no, um, that's, a really, that's a really interesting question. Um, yeah, I think so. I think uh, that's what actors do. Um, we sound a lot smarter because of our writers. And, uh, yeah. But there's a, there is a talent to being the vehicle. It's not, you're not just a face right. for, for Cyrano. Right. In, in, in your interpretation makes you the, the, the proper vehicle for those words. How do you as an actor... Like a politician, kind of. Right, yeah. exactly. A politician has to uh, believe the things that are written for him because they also are an expression of his beliefs. Yeah. How do you as an actor know whether the part is something that you can actually be the proper vehicle for? Is it merely intuitive? Mm. Sometimes you, you, you think and then halfway through you realize, oh no, this perhaps was the wrong decision I made. Um, that happens sometimes. No, with this though, I, I enjoy playing um, intelligent people. It's more fun, um, you know, uh, to take people on that intelligent ride and that, uh, uh, like Tyrion on Game of Thrones did that as well. And it's, There's um, some similarities. Yeah, yeah. There's certain similarities between those two characters. They're, yeah. bo they're both extremely intelligent. They surprise people with capabilities mm -hmm. they don't necessarily think that they have at first. W do you miss playing Tyrion, by the way? Yeah. I mean, time to move on, but sure. But, sure. Uh, you got to graduate, but yeah, it was a great part. Um, yeah. he, uh, he didn't have the tragic ending of Cyrano. Um, he didn't fear or hide behind any other man f to get the lady. Um, uh, so there's a difference there. <laughs> yes, he has the ladies all arranged. <laughs> Shall we say? Sometimes sure. through commerce. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, you filmed this in Sicily, right? Yeah. Um, during yeah. COVID. During COVID, yeah. Not a bad place to be locked down. Sicily. No, Sicily was incredible. And they got hit, uh, sadly, by the pandemic quite early, much earlier than the U.S. did. So they sort of had had experience with it. Um, and uh, they, were, they were very accommodating. 
And were you there with your with your wife and kids? Mm, yeah, my my son still wakes up in the night going, granita, because <laughs> so they I don't know it. if you know what that is. It's an Italian dessert. They, and they miss it. Was they it? do. We brought home a reminder though. There's all these uh, abandoned, stray, homeless dogs everywhere. That's sort of it's not a it's not a big deal over there. They just the, it takes a village. They take care of them. But there's puppies everywhere. So we brought home a puppy. Oh. You're not going to not bring home a puppy. That's right. What's the puppy's name? Um, Roxy. Yeah, after Roxanne. I know. Mm. But she's not Roxanne. She's Roxy because she eats rocks. Yeah, she does. Oh, really? Yeah, she wow. eats anything. Well, thank you for being here. Thank we you. Look forward to it. Coming up, Lee Jung Jae. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me and my <laughs> translator, Haley. <Hi>. Yes. <laughs> Does... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Squid Game is an extraordinary global success, number one on Netflix in 90 countries. Did you have any idea when you started this what was going to happen? Well, when I first read the script, it wasn't to that extent. Um, but actually, on my first day of the shoot, I felt like something good might happen. And I, but I definitely didn't expect it to be this big of a success, and I certainly did not expect to be here today with you. In the show, in the show, you play a lot of children's games. Red light, green light, uh, tug of war, marbles. Did, were you good at these games growing up? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a favorite? Uh, especially a marble game. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No drops, no bombs, no takebacks, <laughs> no fudgies. <laughs> I'll challenge you to marbles someday. Okay. I hope so. Now, um, people often talk about, you know, the spoiler alert, there are some disturbing aspects of the show. Um, and people talk about the violence at times. I don't find that upsetting because it's cartoonish in some ways. It's what's really disturbing is the indignities that your character and the other characters suffer because of their debt and their poverty. Um, what do, you, what do you think of people's reaction to the show? Some people are disturbed by it. Do you think it's for the right reasons? I think that's actually a great point. I think a lot of the people who really related to Squid Game and really loved it, uh, they also experienced some kind of hurt because of economic troubles or some violence that they experienced from someone else. And I think the reason they were able to relate to the story was the key for the success of the show. And so when we look at the violence and the level of violence that's depicted in the show, it really contains a message of wanting to retrieve back the humanity that we lost in this extremely competitive society. And so I feel that uh, it rather compared to the very real and extreme violent society that we live in, it's not as cruel. 
Now, you've been a household name in South Korea for decades, very famous over there, um, but most Americans got to know you through this show. How does it feel now where wherever you go, people, including celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio, are wanting to take selfies with you? <laughs> 아, 진짜 믿을 수 없는 일이었고요. 그리고 실제로 스쿼드 게임을 보셨더라고요. 그래서 I couldn't believe it really. And he told me that he actually did watch Squid Game. He was he enjoyed it very much. And he told me that you know you're so lucky to be in it and you did an amazing job. So it was unbelievable. Now, is it true? That's great. Is it true that this photo was taken with his phone? <laughs> and that he sent it to you. It's true. So it's that true. so that means wait a second. <laughs> so that means you have his phone number. Oh, no, no, no. No, that's not true. We we have a mutual friend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I wanted to take a photo of us and send it to him. <laughs> what a thrill <laughs> that would be for Leonardo DiCaprio to have a photo of me. Um, now, one of the games you play in the show uh, involves, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing this correctly, Dalgona, mm -hmm. Dalgona, yes. which is a Korean honeycomb toffee. That's actually the game that we were about to see in the clip. Um, and it's having to take a, this honeycomb out of a little tray without breaking it. We have it. Oh. Right here. <laughs> and I was wondering if you could show me how to do this. Maybe you should open that and I'll open this. Yeah. Oh, so easy. <laughs> triangle. Oh, triangle? Yes. You have a pin? Where's your pin? Oh, yeah. Here it is. So what, what is the goal of the game? So the thing is with Dalgona, you have to leave the shape and the shape only, and then you have to take the rest uh, off of it. Oh, so you have to break everything off. And yes. The... Without Damn, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> I have... <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, so you don't use a pen? I have an easy one here, so I'm not going to use the pen. <laughs> wow. Oh! oh. Streaming now on Netflix, Lee Jong Jae, everybody. This has been the Late Show Pot Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch the Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11:35, 10:35 Central on CBS and Paramount Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to the Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more.